Amen. Amen. Thank you, Ron and band and singers and everything that's gone on here. They're just trying to get you excited in the Lord. Amen. Can I get you excited in the Lord? I was watching, I was watching the baseball game, and, and the, some of the teams, the fans, they never sit down. They stand up the whole game. Why? Because they're excited to see what's going to happen, and in support, they're rooting their team on. So you have to root yourself on. Amen. <laughs> Encourage thyself in the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, hopefully I'll make you happy with this message. Okay? You ready to get happy? Amen. And the church said? Amen. Amen. Praise God. Let's try it again. And the church said? Amen. Oh, I like it. I like it. I like it when you talk back. Praise God. <laughs> One guy went to the church, and, and he used to go to a real quiet church, and, and nobody talked. They just listened, you know. Then he went to a, you know, effervescent church. And they were going, yes, amen, preacher, brother, that's good. And he said, shh, that man's preaching, leave him alone. You know, they couldn't understand why they were encouraging him. Praise the Lord. So go ahead and encourage me. I receive it. I'll follow it. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right, so let's pray that God will help me speak to you. Father, I just thank you that you use my words to speak to your people, use my heart to issue and to declare your mighty acts, and I just thank you for it. In Jesus' name, and all agreed, said? Amen. amen and amen. So we're celebrating harvest. What is harvest? We're celebrating the fact that we sow into the kingdom of God, and we will reap what we sow. Whatever we sow, if we sow love, we get love. If we sow mercy, we get mercy. The Bible says, blessed are the merciful, for they shall reserve receive mercy. I'm a very merciful guy because the, I want to receive mercy, and I need mercy. How many of you need mercy? Amen. When you call up the creditors and the people that need help, like I'm going to do for John, I need mercy, Lord. Give me mercy. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> what, when, I, I'm a little hesitant to say this, but I'm just going to let it go because I know you guys can, can take it. But there's this guy, he was a famous artist, and he was doing a portrait of this famous woman. And so he, he, he was doing it, and she said, may I look and see what it looks like? And, and she peeked around. She said, oh, that doesn't look like me. Uh, that picture doesn't do me justice. And you know what he said? Ma'am, what you need is mercy. You don't need justice. Okay. <laughs> Y'all laugh, but you, you, we're going to talk about looking in the mirror. Sometimes you look in the mirror and go, oh, is that me? Oh, my gosh. We need to correct some things. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, so if you sow kindness, you get kindness in your family. Thank you, Will. <laughs> Wendell finally got it. Okay, praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. I got more. You know, I got more. Yeah, bring it. If you sow faithfulness, you'll get faithfulness. You can sow the gospel truth into people, and you'll receive uh, salvation. The Bible says his word will not return into him void. When you plant seed in people's hearts, you have to believe that they'll receive it. Maybe not right away, but they will eventually receive it because the seed has uh, power to produce after its own kind. It produces what you pr plant in them. It'll come back to you. Praise the Lord. So it, that, this is a, a principle called seed time and harvest. And even it started in Genesis chapter 1. God said, let the earth bring forth grass and the fruit tree yielding fruit after its own kind. So the seed in itself produces what it's supposed to, like an apple tree. It starts with a little seed, and you think, how could that be an apple tree? 
but it grows and it grows, and before you know it, it becomes a tree and it produces fruit. You may start off with a little thing, maybe just going to church, just serving the Lord, reading your Bible, and before you know it, he blossoms you and he encourages you and he gives you things to do. I was so happy because we have everybody working uh, just about today. And so because you're able to work and use your hands in the ministry, and God is pleased with that. Praise the Lord. Then in Genesis 8, 21, 2, what, what happened? After the flood, God said, I will not anymore uh, rain upon the earth for 40 days and 40 nights. I won't wash them out anymore, nor will I uh, destroy every living thing. But what did he put as a sign and a symbol of the covenant? Anybody know? A rainbow, how beautiful it is, a rainbow in the sky as a covenant. And then he said this, you ready? While the earth remains, there will be seed time and harvest. Cold and heat, winter and summer, day and night shall never cease. Isn't that amazing? He said seed time, seed time and harvest is always going to happen. Day and night is always going to happen. You don't have to wake up and say, is the sun coming out today? It's out there. It may be behind the clouds, but it is out there every day for how many years? 6,000 years. Praise the Lord. Now, Jesus, he told the story of the farmer that, that was, uh, it was a parable, a sower sows the seed. You know that story? He said he throws it on four types of ground. The first ground was by the wayside where there was no uh, root, there was no grass, and, and the birds came and ate it up. Then it was soiled with rocks. And it found no root. It couldn't get down deep, and so it withered. And then it put it on a, a, a ground that has thorns, and the thorns came up and choked the seed. And then finally, on good ground, which produced 30, 60, and 100-fold. I like some people. I go to their house, and I pray for them, and they have good seed, I mean good ground, and I can pray, and they receive, and they get healed. I'm so thankful. so grateful. Some, you pray, and it's like... <laughs> Hitting a rock, you know, like, come on, let's go, let's get that seed in there. Come on, open up, open your heart up. And I try to tell them it's like a rose uh, petals that are closed. And you, I say, open up your heart, open up the leaves of the, your flower and let the Lord come in. And when he does, oh, it's so beautiful, it's so wonderful. So disciples came to Jesus and they said, you know, Jesus, that was a good little parable. That's a good story. But we're farmers. We all know about that. We know about sowing the seed on the, on the uh, rocks and on the wayside and on the thorns. But what is the meaning of that parable? And he said, are you ready for this? He said, this is Jesus talking. If you don't know the meaning of that parable, you will not know the meaning of anything else. That's how the kingdom of God is built on seed, time, and harvest. Whoa. That means you got to know that parable. You have to put and apply it in your life. You can't just get things instantaneous all the time. You have to plant the seed and wait and believe that God's going to do it for you. Praise the Lord. So here's the explanation. He says, the sower is someone that spreads the word of God. The seed is the word of God, and it's always the same. The seed is always the same. But the di difference is the condition of one's heart. The wayside means it never took root. The devil came and ate up all the seed. You know how people come to church and they go, oh, that was a good service. Praise the Lord. I, I need to accept the Lord. And they go home and they say, oh, you know, well... Uh, that was a good service, but not for me. The devil ate up the word. And then the wayside never took root. Uh, or I'm sorry, the rocky is they hear the word, they immediately get excited, but they only endure for a little time because when persecution comes, when things don't go their way, or when people wrong you, oh, come on, talk to me. You know, they should have a sign at church that says, enter in at your own risk. Because there are times when people upset you, amen? They take your seat, they're rude to you, they, 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 don't, they don't pay attention to you. 
but God <laughs> said you have to endure and go through that. Amen. And then there's the cares of the world, the thorny ground, where you have all these things that, you know, choke out the word, choke out your, your activities because your activities, you know, uh, take you away from church, take you away from reading the Bible. And, and so we, we have to do that. But then there's a the good ground. Hallelujah. That's us. And I like people that take the word of God and they use it and they see the victory and they see things happen good in their lives and they come back and they go, hey, pastor, you know, I did what you said and lo and behold, it came to pass. And all I can say is, praise God, that's a good testimony. God is good. I get joy when they have joy in their heart and when they see God work. Praise the Lord. We had one couple that came a couple of weeks ago and they said, we just want to come in and, and we want to go to a church where we can learn and grow. And I said in my mind, I go, you came to the right place because I've been doing this thing for 40 years and I know what works and what doesn't work. And if you can do it, if you can execute it, it'll come to pass. I can guarantee it. Praise the Lord. So, so I want to see them, you know, see that and realize that, that they can grow here. They can see things happen. So people want to harvest without sowing. You know that? But the Bible says, as a man sows, show, so shall he weep. reap. And John 15, 16, Jesus is talking to him. Now, this is amazing. You're getting in deep. You ready? Can you handle it? Can you handle a little? Okay. He said, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. Amen. He said, I didn't just choose you to sit on the sidelines and do nothing. I chose you to go out and bear fruit. I've ordained you to do it. I've called you to do it. I'm expecting you to do it. I'm looking for you to do it. <laughs> now, here's the good part about it. It says, so that whatever you ask the Father, he may give to you in my name. What? You bear fruit. You're able to pray, and God's able to work for you. I like that. You mean, Pastor, I, I, I can serve the Lord in my daily activities and, and my dedication to him, and he'll see me and he'll reward me? Oh, Yeah. We were at a conference, my wife and I, in Cleveland, Ohio, and we were doing the tape ministry. We sold a lot of tapes, like a couple thousand tapes in those days, and so we're, doing the, we're believing for a house, but we never got into the service. We were outside working, working, and one of the ministers came by, and he said, are you guys believing for a house? And my wife, with all of her passion, jumped up and down and said, yes, that's us, ah, hallelujah, and he said, the Lord is preparing a house for you. We didn't even get in the service. But what the Lord saw what we were doing. He was watching us. We were bearing fruit. Whatever you ask in Jesus' name, he'll give or grant it to you. So get busy. Get working. Let God see you. Praise the Lord. So you're supposed to bear fruit. The Apostle Paul, he didn't say, I'm a call to be an apostle, and I'm going to set up office here. I'm going to put a big plaque, Apostle Paul. And so if you need any help, just come and see me. It, it, no. He went out. He had three journeys in, into Asia and all the places where he was supposed to go. So it's, uh, we're supposed to bear fruit. Now, here's a, here's a scripture. First impression I want to make upon you, you've got to bear some fruit, okay? Look behind you. Do you see any fruit? Is there any fruit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You've you got to look at some fruit. So here's what James said. Have you ever heard this expression, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves? <laughs> Some people haven't heard that, so let me help you with that. Okay. 
Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. And he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Have you ever looked at your natural man in the, in the mirror? <laughs> Ladies? <laughs> Men, you wake up, you go like, is that me? <laughs> what happened to me in the night? <laughs> Things happen in the night. Your hair gets all turned around and all this kind of stuff. But you have to attend to it. You, you have to do things to make it look right so that you can go out in the world and be presentable, right? So, too, with the, the Bible. The Bible is like a mirror, and you look at the mirror, and you say, wait a minute, I need to correct some things. My attitude has to change. My anger has to be put down. My cursing, I can't be cursing anymore. I can't be doing these things. I can't be lusting over women. I, what's wrong with me? I, I need some help here. So you stay in the mirror as long as it takes to get things corrected. Praise God. But if you don't get it corrected, you keep coming to church, and people look at you and say, Brother, you, are you been sleeping in the car? What, what's happening here, you know? <laughs> you, you didn't comb your hair? You didn't, what, what's wrong with you? And so, too, if you're a Christian and you're not doing the Word of God, people will say, uh, excuse me, but... Uh, you, you got anger, you, you got bitterness, you, you're talking bad about people. Do, do you have a, do, are you a Christian? Have you looked in the mirror? Have you looked at the mirror to see how you're supposed to be acting? And some people will say, you know, I have a Bible. <laughs> and, and in the Bible, it says what I'm supposed to do. Well, well do you look at it? No, I, I don't really have time to look at it, but, you know, I do have a Bible. That's like having a gym me- membership, Richard, and, and not going to the gym. The gym membership doesn't get you in shape. Oh, come on. Talk to me. (laughs) Brother, you're looking a little flabby there. Yeah, I know. I got a gym membership, though. But did you use it? (laughs) You got to use it. Amen. Now, you got to be a doer of the Word of God. Do what the Lord tells you to do. Like, for instance, if I ask, if you ask one of your sons, I'm not going to use my son because he, he says, that, don't, don't put me in there, Dad. So if you say to your son, son, can you take out the trash? And he said, Dad, let me, let me study that a little bit. So he goes to his room and he goes, hey, hey Dad, did you know that modern, uh, in modern America, waste managers, management started in the 1800s? And did you know that right now they use diesel trucks and they get about 35 miles to the gallon? And, and, and they're even looking at trucks now that are unmanned. And, and you know, uh, the wages for trash workers are pretty good. And this thing about this landfill is a bunch of baloney. They don't separate. You just throw it all in one pile. Did you know all that, Dad? He said, no, I didn't know all that, but did you take out the trash? We have people that study the Word of God, know all the scriptures, but they don't do them. And if you don't do them, it's no good to you. Praise God. Amen. So uh, we found out that it takes... <laughs> Here's another one, okay? We found out that when you look in the mirror, you've got to straighten yourself up, don't you? Now, I found out, Richard, that the older you get, it takes twice as long to look half as good. <laughs> you got that? <laughs> When you were young, man, you just brush your hair, you go out the door, everything's fine. Now it's like, let me see, what is that thing there? I got to get that thing out. <laughs> Billy, Billy Crystal said, I don't wash my face anymore, I got to sandblast it. You know, because <laughs> there are things that grow, and you don't know how they're growing. 
But when you, uh, some people don't know that situation. I'll explain it to you later, okay? Uh, some people don't take care of themselves, and they don't take care of their natural face in the mirror. And they come to church, and they, they don't look good. But those that look good, and they take care of themselves, what do we say, say to them? Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. <laughs> we want to be presentable to, uh, to everyone else and to God. Okay, let's see. Okay, now I'm, a, I'm not a farmer. I'm not a farmer. But I do know some principles, he said. And Jesus said this in Mark 4. The kingdom of God is like a man who scatters seed on the ground and should sleep day and night and rise up and the seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how it is, how it works. Isn't that true? You plant the seed of God and you water it with the word and you be steadfast and faithful, and all of a sudden it grows up in your life. All the things that you're imparting into yourself, love and joy, long-suffering, and you have to practice it. You know, we went to our favorite Italian delicatessen the other day, hallelujah, thought we'd have a good time, go on in there, get some mortadella, some provolone cheese, be happy, and lo and behold, we got a guy that's his second day on the job. <laughs> yeah, you've been there, right? So, because they're hiring new people, so you have to be knowing that you don't know what kind of service you're going to get. He was a very nice guy. And so I said, I like uh, 16 provolone, I mean 16 mortadella and 8 provolone cheese, please. And he looked at his co-worker, how do you do that? And then we went on the journey. <laughs> and I don't know what he was doing in the back, moving things around and cutting it. And, you know, God, he couldn't fold it. And me and Marianne and I look at each other and we go like, we're exercising patience, aren't we? Long-suffering, enduring, amen? We were doing the Word of God. It, you have to step back and go like, me rushing is not going to help. Me talking is not going to help. Me loving is going to work, amen? So I called the manager. I said, you know, uh, this guy that was helping us, he's such a wonderful guy. Got a great, great spirit about him, amen? Because you have, to, you have to do that. You have to be that kind of a guy. Now, we're going to talk about, you ready? Seven... Uh, fruits that, the God, that God is looking for. You ready? We don't have the screen, so you're going to have to just pay attention, maybe get the video. But here's the seven. Look and see if you have any of these. One of them is the fruit of righteousness. Well, let me ask you something. What kind of fruit are you? Are you sour lemons? <laughs> are you plum crazy? <laughs> are you going bananas? <laughs> are, you, are you the apple of God's eye? Amen. So the fruit of righteousness is, uh, let me give you the scripture. It says, this I pray, that you may be filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Christ Jesus, to the glory and praise of God. You are supposed to have righteous, righteous actions. You're supposed to do righteous things. If you are made righteous, you should be righteous. Amen. Come on, talk to me. So if you're not doing righteous things, you go like, wait a minute, there's something wrong here. I'm not being filled with the fruit of righteousness so that I can produce that fruit in my life. So what kind of fruit are you producing? Praise the Lord. Okay. Uh, so we, we, should, we should be having fruit of righteousness. The, so you heard of the Good Samaritan, right? The one that saw somebody that was lying by the roadside and he'd been beaten up and he'd been robbed and he was laid naked. 
and the, good, and the uh, Pharisees and the Sadducees just walked by. But the Good Samaritan, which what the Jewish people didn't like, he said, here's my opportunity to be like God, to come and help, because this guy was probably crying out to the Lord, right? And the Lord uses us. He uses people to help. And so he took him, put him on his mule, and took him to an inn and nursed him and said, him, if he needs anything more, he spent the night with him, if he needed anything more, just bill it to my account. What kind of guy is that? Praise the Lord. So we have a, an example here at the church uh, in Leanne's household, Yuan, who they've been uh, taking care of while she's going to school. She's been walking Margarita down from her house and then taking her back uh, with, the, with the motorized wheelchair. And, and I sent this scripture to her. I go, Yuan, you're being the good Samaritan. Amen. Hallelujah. She's doing the Bible. Amen. When you do something, just say, I'm just doing the Bible. I'm just pleasing the Lord. Praise God. Amen. So when God talked to, uh, when, when Jesus was telling the, sto the story about loving your neighbor, what did he tell the guy? Go and do likewise. You'd go do it. Praise the Lord. Okay, second thing is holy, fruit of holiness. Ooh, be holy for I am holy. Well, I can't do that, Pastor Chuck. I'm not holy. But you, if you hang with the holy God, you'll wind up being holy. Whatever you hang around with, you'll, like one guy said, if you, you, you walk around a slippery creek, eventually you're going to slip in. You hang around the holiness of God or people that are holy, you learn from them, and you do those things that they do, and you become holy. Praise the Lord. So the Bible says, make every effort to live in peace with everyone and be ye holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. What? But I pray, I got faith. Yeah, but where's your holiness? You can't see God without holiness. God can't dwell. A holy God can't dwell with an unholy person. You know that? You want to walk with him. You want to please him. You want to let his life be a part of your life. Come on, I'm getting happy about that. Okay, so what have we got so far? We got righteousness, we got holiness, and we got the fruit of our lips. What are we saying? What's coming out of our mouth? Holy moly. <laughs> you know, where did that come from? I don't know. <laughs> it just slipped out. Okay, here says, says in uh, Hebrews 13, 15, Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Our mouth should be praising the Lord. And in James, it says, How can the same mouth produce blessing and cursing? We say, oh, Father, you're so wonderful. We bless you. Glory to your name. But this guy here, I just can't stand. This guy bugs me. I, I, I wish he was, you know, not here. The same mouth saying the same thing? God's saying, like, wash your mouth out with soap and come over here and bless me and bless the person that's next to you. Can I get an amen? All right. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Listen to yourself. If you ever try to listen to yourself, you'll be shocked because what comes out is really not what you want to have come out. Okay, so the fruit of our lips, and the Bible says that we will sing to the Lord as long as we live. I will sing praise to God while I have my being. Praise should come out of your mouth. Next thing is fruit of soul winning. Ah, we're supposed to win souls to the Lord. Did you know that? How many of you have? Uh, I'm not going to ask for that. In your own mind, how many of you have led somebody to the Lord? How many of you have never led somebody to the Lord? How about a kick in the rear and say, okay, you got to do it. 
Even if it hurts, even if they laugh at you, even if they don't pay attention to you, you got to do it. You learn some steps on how to do it. It's like chess. I learned how to play chess, and they taught me there's a four-piece move where you can, in four pieces, do checkmate, and the guy doesn't even know what happened. And they did it on me, and I'm like, how'd you do that? But there's a, a four-piece move in the kingdom of God when you ask him, if you died today, would you go to heaven? And they would say, well, I don't know. I hope so. Well, how would you like to know for sure? Well, sure, I'd like to know for sure. Well, here, here's a prayer that we can pray, and God will come in and touch your heart, and then you'll know you're going to heaven. Four, pe- four moves. Checkmate. <laughs> Got him. Amen. But if they don't respond, that's okay. But, you, but this is a surefire way to know where you stand. You know, some people talk all around the bush, you know, like, uh, do you go to church? Uh, do you, do you, uh, you know, uh, we can't get to heaven just on our good works. Da, 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 da. Just, just go right to the core. Just go right at it. So we have to have the fruit of soul winning. And the Lord will help you do that. The Lord will help you. Amen. He said, don't, don't worry about what you're going to say, but the Holy Spirit will give you the words to say. And I usually just first make a general conversation, talk to them about how their life is, and say, you know what, the Lord can help you with that. Here's the scripture that can help you with that. And that's what Jesus did with the woman at the well. He started talking to him about the water, and then all of a sudden he said, I can give you water that is, springs up for eternal life. You don't have to keep coming back here. He goes, really? Show me that water. Praise the Lord. You've you got something to show. Okay, now the uh, last uh, three. And I know you guys are ready to go eat those uh, chili dogs, huh? I can see it on your face. Say, Pastor, could you hurry up? The, the only... <laughs> The only thing is stopping me from going out there is these three points. So let's get it on. Okay. <laughs> but you want to go home happy, don't you? You want to go home saying like, hey, I heard a good message today. I got fruit that I got to produce. Uh, I can't just sit around. I got to get off my rusty dusty. I got to get off my blessed assurance and do some things for the Lord. Amen. Okay. The fruit of giving. We talked about that. There's fruit that abounds to your account. God is keeping track of what you're giving. I, I just, I'm amazed at how that works, where the offering basket comes by, you put the money in, it goes back there, we put it in the accounting, and God counts it for you. He, he assesses and he determines, you know, where he's supposed to bless, and he tells the angels, you need to, you know, arrange things so that this person can get blessed. And then all of a sudden, people give you money, and you go like, how did that happen? How did that happen? God up in heaven knows how to appropriate and give to you according to as you give to him. Did you know that? Or else he doesn't know, or else he's not God. If he knows the number of the hairs on your head, in fact, he even has them numbered, and his thoughts towards us are more numerous than the sand on the seashore, how much more does he know how much we're giving and how the heart with which we're giving it? Praise God. Amen. You encouraged? Okay. Last two, you ready? Fruit of good works. you got to have some good works. Here's in Colossians 1, 9 and 10. I do not cease to pray for you that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. He said, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing more and more and more about how you know the Lord. We should know more about him this year than we did last year. I'm so thankful for the new people that come. I'm able to encourage them and show them, you know, things in the Bible that they haven't heard before. I, I just get so excited. I mean, I've been doing this for 40 years. 
I, I, I know some things, okay? <laughs> I hope so, huh? Well, where have you been, Pastor Chuck? Well, I've been listening, watching. You know, I sat in your seat for many years, like 10 or 15 years, just listening to all these notes and all these sermons. And then finally, I got a chance to share. And what, what am I sharing? The things that I learned while I was in the seat. Amen? And I wasn't just in the back. No, no, no problem with people in the back. But I was on the front row like this man right here. And I was, okay, tell me, talk to me. I want to know. I need to know some things. Help me. What do I do? And I would always take at least two things from a sermon and work at it and apply it in my life so that I would see some fruit, so I'd see some things change. Amen? Why just be hearers only, but be doers of the word? And when you do it, you find out, oh, wow. You know, baseball players, they hit the ball out of the park. That's not the first time they did it. It wasn't just by accident. They just didn't get up there and go, oh, oh well, I went out of the park. How'd that happen? No, they've been practicing year after year, day after day, watching film, getting coaching, and so that they're able to do that. We have to be practicing and doing and watching and listening to coaching to help us do that. So we have to have... Good works. I'm so grateful that you guys have responded to the Operation Christmas Child. Nearly 100 boxes already taken because we have it in our heart to want to give. It's a heart thing, right, to be able to accomplish these things. So God keeps track of everything we're doing. Then here's the last one. We have to have fruit of the Spirit. What does that mean? That means you're supposed to have love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, Self-control. So, and God says there is no end to this. There's no restriction on this. You can be as good as you want. You can be as loving as you want. You can be as long-suffering as you want. And God said, I'm pleased with that. Praise the Lord. Let's just bow our heads and just pray.